I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dooby-dooby-doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. the heroes gone when the world needs a champion against the forces of darkness who will answer the call i'll have whatever he's having From Warner Brothers Pictures. Mystery Inc. reunites. Scooby and his crew are back on the case. Run! I'm trying, buddy. And now, on an island of mystery. Welcome to Spooky Island. They have... Monster! The monster? No clue. We're here to solve a mystery. Rory. I got bad feelings about this. Creatures are taking over the world? That is so rude. <laughs> doo where are you? Get up, get up, get up. Raggy! Scooby-Doo! <laughs> this year... Who's your best buddy? Raggy. That's right. And who's my best buddy in the whole wide world? Many heroes stand tall. Now who's the damsel in distress? Me? Straight up. But only one stands on all fours. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Scooby-Doo. No one is stupid enough to believe that. Who's the ugly old broad? Indiana Jones Avengers Endgame and follow. What's the secret to second take success? Teamwork. I do a tremendous amount of teamwork. I'm Sebastian. Focusing on a mystery reminds me of the old days. Too bad this film doesn't. I'm Andy Schossler. Me? Don't you mean Melvin do? And I'm Jordan. (laughs) Best movie ever. I'm so happy we're here. Happy October, I guess. Yes, we made it. If I sound like I'm not as energetic as normal, it's literally because in the room to our side is a sleeping Jess, but also two active puppies, which will, I mean, rightfully oh, so. Oh, I, I just assumed that it was because of this film that you that all your energy and, and lust for anything meaningful and joy itself has been sucked <laughs> from your body. Andrew, I don't know how to tell you this without making you disappointed, but I watched this movie three times for this review. I don't understand how you could get through it. <laughs> Three times once. in the space of one Peter Jackson film. <laughs> I don't understand how you can get through it once and ever want to return to it. If we were talking next week when we're doing Monsters Unleashed, the sequel, I could, I could kind of see where you're coming from. But also that movie's shorter, I think. I actually think the second one's better. It's still awful, but it's better than this one. Oh, that's a weird take. In what world? It, it's, it's better in the sense that it has more scenes that made me want to throw up less. <laughs> okay, that's an unusual. That's I mean, that's fine. We'll I guess we'll go through it. Um, I love this movie so much. Spoiler alert I. for verdicts. <laughs> I'm very happy and very pleased <laughs> with this movie. Um, I think it's. I mean, we'll get into it when we get into the full guts of the review. But I think it's actually really clever. Not like I'm not like clever. God. Yes, I think this movie is the Scooby Doo film. Ahead you of think time. is clever? Yeah. You will have to take me through that point by point because I am not on board yeah, yeah, at we'll, all. We'll get into it, I guess, when we get into the into the guts of this thing. But I think this film is weirdly modern 
as in modern for a, a 2020 sensibility as opposed to the 2002 sensibilities that it should have had when it came out. I think if this film came out today with an upgrade to how it looked, because the movie, even for a 2002 film, it looked bad then. Like the, the CGI is trash. Um, but I think this exact script put today and just like visually cleaned up a bit. And I think this movie would be going gangbusters. Why? As far as the writing goes, it's very modern. Yeah, 100%. Like, and it's so witty. It's just generally yeah. really clever and funny. Anyway, um, the, only, the only thing that I'll complain about this entire film is that the, the monsters themselves look terrible. But how many times can I say they look fake every time? Like every, they never have a good <laughs> scene for the monsters. Scooby-Doo, weirdly, he looks kind of okay for a full CGI character, I guess. Like he's, I guess that all the time went to him and not, yeah, not to the monsters. Not to everything else. But the monsters look like PS2, PS1, in between sort of era- <laughs> Graphics where Scooby Doo kind of looks like he's PS2 to PS3, I guess. No, PS3 looks better. <laughs> Do you know what the real strength of the Scooby Doo TV show was? If you say Scrappy Doo, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> the real strength. <laughs> no, I know a lot of people have a problem with Scrappy Doo. Now, this it was it was short, right? So it's nice little self-contained mysteries, mm-hmm. and it was cheap. It was animated. Everybody knew it was cheap. The voice acting was great it was fine it was everything it needed to be the scripts weren't great but it was just a little a little mystery they used deductive reasoning you know it's a it's a kid show after all so everything was not terribly sophisticated but it wasn't stupid like this film is where it just beats you over the head with exactly what you should be thinking and looking at and just awful ideas for how villains will exact their plan and unnecessarily convoluted the tv show had none of that it was nice clean and simple and it worked for what it was Trying to take a cheap, short, <laughs> little product and turning it into a film just to just to cash in on it, it's a bad idea and it doesn't work. And nothing nothing about this film is ma- makes it redeemable at all. You've actually just kind of triggered in my brain that the Scooby Doo franchise, like the original cartoon, and also I guess every property by Hanna Barbera, are famously cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, and that's fine. That's that's not a problem. You can't have it. You can have a cheap movie, but you make up for that by having a solid story. This film doesn't have that. I think you're unintentionally swinging around the bad CGI of the monsters into a homage to the original Hanna-Barbera, turning it into a net positive, Andrew. So I appreciate you doing no, I'm, that. <laughs> there's, there's no need to say anything about the, the, the CGI because good or bad, uh, there wasn't anything behind it. You know, the... A, a CGI dog or monsters or whatever is is just an image. If you don't have a good script behind it, if they're not actually saying and doing meaningful things, then it's it's just artwork, and that's fine. You can criticize that all you like; it doesn't doesn't get you anywhere. Well, I guess what I'll be kind of arguing today then is I think the script is good. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, we should have mentioned that the, I had the head of guess as well. This is not playing into like favoritism on my end, but the the movie is is it directed as well as written by James Gunn. So Guardians, no, of the, no, it's, no he directed. Think. Sorry, he wrote directed it. by uh, Raya Raya Gosnell. Did James, who's, who's at the time of making this film, his biggest hit was Big Mama's House. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm just double checking. Did Gunn direct number two then? Or was no, he, 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 just wrote he wrote as well? He wrote the screenplay. Interesting. The same writer because, and director yeah, for both. Raya Gosnell. Interesting. And at the time of recording uh, Scooby Doo 2, Gosnell's best film to date was Big Mama's House. <laughs> so you're, because we're, we're recording Scooby Doo 1 right now. So you're, you're projecting in one week's time. <laughs> Is that great? Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> he will not be me. I'm showing, I'm showing you the hand I'm holding for the verdict as well. <laughs> I have okay memories of Big Mama's House in a sense that I remember laughing and not hating it as a child, but I look back at it now and I'm like, how could I have liked that film? It was silly. But that was silly in the way that Scooby-Doo was silly. This film was just stupid. Oh, and there's, whoa, whoa, and there's whoa, a whoa, big whoa. difference between stupid and silly. Wow, this guy mm. has... Can I go I, I, off topic? I want to go through this director's actual catalogue because it's actually kind of... It tells a funny story. I'm going to start from... We'll go chronologically. Home Alone 3. You know mm-hmm. that famous movie we've all seen? Mm-hmm. It's silly. Never Been Kissed. Heard of that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Mama's House. Then these two Scooby-Doo films in a row. One called Yours, Mine, and Ours, which I've not heard of. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Nice. I remember my <laughs> mum being excited for that because she owned a Chihuahua at the was time. It- and I was like, there's no way that movie's going to be good. Was that a sequel to Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, God. Beverly Hills Ninja's a good movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, the Smurfs. 
the Smurfs too. Those were successful at least. And I will say they actually don't look terrible. Oh, but the, I've never watched them. Like the they, Scooby-Doo they look- films weren't unsuccessful. Before, uh, before you They're segue yourself, before you <laughs> Snow Dogs, which I think I saw, sure. weirdly. Um, that's Cuba Gooding that. Jr.? That's yeah, that's yeah. action, yeah. And currently yet to be released is Gun and a Hotel Bible, Santa, The Adventure Begins, and Lost oh. Case. Lost Case could be anything, but I bet it's about a sentient suitcase. Let me just find out. <laughs> Oh my god! I wasn't. I was joking. We've all got luggage <laughs> oh my god. this year. The lost and found, the forgotten, the unclaimed, find the way home, and the picture is of a suitcase with a face. I'm gonna. <laughs> I I I swear on. I what do we do? Swear on? I'm not religious. I don't have a Bible. I wouldn't swear on. I mean, I, I swear on a Bible. Affirm it very strongly. I affirm it very strongly that that was a joke that I had made, <laughs> and I had not pre-researched the movie The Lost Cave. <laughs> is the uh, Santa one? The one with like Bruce Willis. Um, ooh, is there I've, a Bruce? Heard, I've heard there's a, a Bruce Willis film where he's playing Santa. Let's find out. Come on, there's no one attached. No to information. This film. Okay, so negative. Not that film. Bruce Willis is so out of touch anyway. He could yeah. slip right into. <laughs> he's probably Santa playing the briefcase or something. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like from like the description of the film that I read, it's just bad Santa. It's probably, like, probably they've is. already made that film. Right. Like just just leave it be, Bruce. Um, um, what, what's it called? I can't see any. Anyway, it doesn't I matter. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, good. Anyway, Andrew, sorry, you were gonna what? you were gonna sing productive with your time. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I just wanted to say it's um it's middle of the road the whole way down. Um, I noticed that as far as reviews go. Yeah, yeah. Scooby Doo carries a five point one on IMDb, and yeah, it falls into camps of some people love it because they love Scooby Doo, and nothing will ever shake that. Some people hate it because it's you know. A stupid, a stupid script that you know plays down even even to children, uh, and so averaging those out, it gets a whatever mark. And yeah, people who don't really care about the franchise or weren't fans of it don't really get a good introduction into the characters. Mm. Uh, so nothing is spoiled there either, and they don't really care. You don't end up hating or loving the characters afterwards if you had no attachment to them in the first place. Sure. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, thirty percent critical. That's no surprise. Thirty-eight audience, so less than the IMDb score, but still, whatever. Nobody cares. Uh, budget of eighty-four million, and two thousand two. Um, yeah, that's you, pretty heavy. If you could, Seb, just for a comparison, pull up Shrek. What what the budget the for budget Shrek for was? Shrek. Because that was two thousand one or ninety-nine. I think. Yeah, yeah two thousand one. Yeah. Bear um, with me. All animated. You know, a kids movie as well with excellent jokes and a mm. terrific story. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, Shrek was the year earlier. Just yep. yep. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, so off a budget of eighty four million for Scooby Doo, it took two hundred seventy five um, worldwide gross. So it made its money back and then. Some. What was the Scooby Doo budget? Eighty four million. This is incredible. This is this is a listed as an estimate, so up and yeah. down a little bit, but either way, it's listed as sixty million for Shrek, which was completely animated. Yeah, you had voice actors and, and good stars. I mean, Mike Myers, Cameron mm. Diaz, uh, John Lithgow. These aren't yeah Eddie Murphy. These aren't unknown people, and they weren't you know struggling in their career at the time. In no, fact, Mike Myers was coming off uh, Austin Powers. He was mm. still riding the peak. Uh, so <laughs> compared to those two, one one year apart, and this film being thirty percent more expensive, forty mm. percent more expensive, um, not. Forty percent better. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I do have a deep affinity for Shrek. I wonder. I mean, I'm just thinking from a visual standpoint. It must be easier to when you have a full animated world to do it all because if everything looks fake, if everything looks fake, it all looks consistent. Whereas if mm. you, the monsters, like if you put Shrek, which how is good a, he looked into this film, yep. he would look out of place. Which is exactly where I'm going with it. Scooby Doo, an animated TV show. Why was it never made into an animated uh, movie like, like uh, Shrek? Well, do, There's can, certainly enough material to make a movie. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't do a Scooby Doo movie. Just that they didn't do a very good one when they tried. Sure. So I took a deep dive for these two films. It's, uh, cards on the table. There won't be any variety hours released for the next two weeks just because of a scheduling issue on our end. But I had intended to review the TV series Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. You can still seasons. do that on your own, Seb. Possibly. But also I watched <laughs> Scoob, the this year released oh, yeah. um, animated, like Shrek-style animation 3D um, Scooby-Doo film. 
And I'm going to say, after all these things, the, the, the TV show aside, the TV show is the best thing Scooby-Doo have ever seen. Period. Yeah, it, yeah, it still holds up now. But close second, this movie that we're just <laughs> talking about today. Um, Scoob, the cartoon movie, it was good. Just, it was more, it wasn't a mystery. It was just like a, uh, you know, let's go on an adventure. What's this? The Blue Falcon was a main character. So you can't it. do that. Scooby-Doo it needs a, a mystery. Movie. It mm. needs people to be solving oh, something or working something out. In this movie. It can't just be an adventure. Yeah. The named villain was Dick Dastardly. Like, yeah. which is great. Like I said, Hanna Barbera fan, that's all good. But it was never a scene where, oh, who is it? Who? No, no, it's literally, oh, it's Dick Dastardly and he's the bad guy. It was, it was like a superhero movie in that sense. Like, So they're just chasing him for the whole film? He was chasing them and Sco- Scooby and Dick Dastardly were separately chasing this one goal and Mystery Inc. was chasing to find Scooby. And the Blue Falcon <sighs> was there and Captain Caveman was there who was actually really good and he was voiced by, um, who's the, Tracy Morgan? Oh, uh, cool. Is that, wait, is Tracy Morgan his character name from 30 Rock or his actor name? No, that's, that's, that's his just, name. <laughs> Tracy Morgan is his name. Yeah, and, good, that one. Him. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was fine. But it was just, it wasn't a Scooby-Doo film. It was just like, it's a movie with Scooby-Doo characters. Okay. Yeah, weird. Isn't that the one where they kicked Matthew Lillard to the curb and people got real mad about it? Oh. Was he not playing Shaggy in that one? Maybe Apparently he wasn't. Not. But when I think He's done like Lillard. every animated Scooby-Doo thing for like the last 20 years. Mm. Yeah. But they cast someone else in that movie. Boo. Well, I mean, so I guess, I mean, somebody's an actor, he can do what he wants, but the guy, the, all the characters in that were a little bit younger as well. Like yeah. they were cast down a little bit. Um, it's fine. It just wasn't a Scooby-Doo film. Well, the film was, uh, this Scooby-Doo film was originally supposed to have a, a much darker tone and be more for adults. Yeah, I read that. Like didn't like, it initially get like an R rating or something because there was a lot of stuff in it. Like the like first cut did, yeah, and they had a lot of drug references to mm. it. And if I know my dogs, I bet it was just Scooby Doo <laughs> licking his own butt for like half an hour. Is that what it was? Maybe. But once they once they cast everybody, they sort of started making it more family friendly, mm. um, which is fine. I mean, Tim Burton set the precedent back in '89 with Batman that mm. you can take um, you can take a comic. Uh, book character, you know, that's intended for kids. And you can successfully make it, mm. you know... A bit a- more adult. Appealing to adults, yeah, th- that's right. I mean, kids still... You know, I saw Batman, mm. the the first movie when I was a kid, and I loved it. I watched it recently, actually, and it's... Me too, it, actually. It's, it's still, it still holds good, up yeah. well. On yeah. the note of casting, real quick, who was everyone... If you had to pick one best character or actor in this film, doesn't have to be from any... Like, Mystery Inc., for example, can be any of the cast... Who, who would you actually pick? Who is like the best thing in this movie actor-wise for you? Matthew Lillard is yeah. great at what he does. It used to be Lillard for me. It's, used to be? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Freddie. <laughs> really? Freddie Prince. He is so funny in this and I the get, next one. Everything he says. I get the impression that Freddie Prince Jr. was just being Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with, but it works. Dressed as... Dressed as uh, um, with a wig and an ascot. Yeah. yeah. He's just coming to work every day and being himself. <laughs> And for me, it works so well. I don't know what it is, but he, like I said, both movies, everything he says just cracks me up. And it never used to. It used to be like, yeah, come on, but where's Scooby? I miss the rest of Mr. Inc. in this film and more so Dude, next week, like, I guess. There's one line in the movie and like his delivery, it's like not even that funny, but it just slayed me. Like when they go up to talk to Mr. Mondavarius and he just goes, Mr. Mononucleosis. Yeah. And like <laughs> for some reason that just folded me and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> This is stupid and Freddie wouldn't do that. Freddie wasn't an idiot in the TV show. Well, it depends what TV show you watch. In the in the original, like the very original one that we opened with the tr- the thing with. You no, know, yeah, Freddie was just the leader. He was the, the alpha, if you want to call him that, whatever. Every other version of Sinem, he's an idiot. Like this is actually really consistent with every other take of Fred. And I'm not saying I like, the one from Mystery Incorporated, for example, starts off like this and kind of, gets matured through the actual show and ends up becoming a strong leader by the end of it. And that's fine. But like, oh, I don't know. This is one version of Fred versus another one. I don't mind him in this one. He's funny. Well, the reason Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar were cast is that director uh, Raja Raya uh, Gosnell wanted, a, wanted a real life couple to play um, Fred and Daphne. Why I don't know. What else would is? What other options would he have had at that time? That's a good question. I was just thinking that. But that was what late nineties? Who was together in the late nineties? I don't even know. They were all probably separated now, anyway. That's why it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cher was seeing. Um, what's his name? 
Oh, was Ashton Kutcher with Demi Moore? At was the Ashton time? Kutcher alive during this film? <laughs> um, Might have been a bit early for that. But what's the way Cher was dating? What's her face? The the really old guy. That's not fair. I don't know. I can, I I can no see idea. his face in my head, but I, I can't. Sean Penn? No, not Sean Penn. I Wrong actor. So. Imagine Sean Penn playing Freddy. <laughs> well, and originally, the actor I have is a bad choice too. Yeah. <laughs> and Freddie Prince Jr. was not keen on it. He didn't think that um, the screenplay did any justice to the TV show, and it took Sarah Michelle Gellar convincing him to take the role for him to take it. Yeah. And I'm sure his style he, he influenced a lot of the things for, so that he had more one-liners and he was a bit more yeah, quippy. Sure. And yeah, he comes off, you know, fine. In the, in the film. It's just such a stupid story. There's no real story to it. Would Sonny Bono, this is not the actor I was thinking about, would th- he make I a good choice? I thought he died back in the 90s. He did, but also, I don't know, he's wearing a suit in this photo. Sonny and Cher were together. They were like the, the 80s power couple. This mm. is not the actor I'm thinking about. Maybe Madonna was married to the one. Maybe it was the other singer. Oh, uh, yeah, she was with, um, oh, what's his name? It's too early for <laughs> Yeah, it is too early for we to work out people I don't care about being married to other people I don't <laughs> yeah. care about. Thanks for making this relevant, Andrew. Excellent. Sean Penn. It was Sean Penn. It was Sean Penn. Oh, there it was just mixed with and Cher. But she was also married to Guy Ritchie, which That's might be a I better choice. Of. Right. For Fred. Cher was married Mar- to Guy Ritchie? Yeah. Oh. They divorced 12 years ago, or in 2020 times, 17 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Ritchie's not the worst choice for Fred. Better than Sean Penn. Yeah. Whatever. Should have been... Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Oh, <laughs> all jokes aside, if you need a bumbling idiot, a Fred. Yeah, David Arquette. If you could do blonde, <laughs> we could we could buy dye. <laughs> we, could do, we could do it. Yeah, Actually, I was reading that afterwards. The the bleach that they used for um for Freddie Prince Jr. to turn him into Freddie uh, ruined his hair. He had to shave his head oh, really? after after production. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Mike Myers was considered to play Shaggy uh, mm. for a time. I think Matthew Lillard is a, is a perfect Was pick. Austin Powers yeah. around this time? Just, just yeah. like yeah. a picture Austin of Powers how old he'd been? It would have 97, been 99 was between the second and yeah. the third one. I still think it would have been a bit too old then. So I think Goldmember came out in 2003. I think so. Yeah. It was a bit after. Uh, for Velma, they considered um, Christina Ricci and Alyssa Milano. No, we don't, we don't remove... Um, the actress that played Velma. That's Good not Lord, no. no, she was she was terrific. Linda Cardellini stays forever. And uh, we considered stand Linda Cardellini yeah. in this house. <laughs> yeah. Other considerations for Daphne were Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Brad Pitt as Freddie. Eh, Brad Pitt could do it. He could do it. You could even he could do it actually. Yeah. You could even get famous white productor Mac Damon. <laughs> you honestly like they, they, that, that's that's sort of the archetype for. Yes. But if you got Matt Damon to play Freddie. Could Ben Affleck pull off yeah. Daphne? It's a good question. <laughs> you know say. what? I think he could do it. <laughs> How do they get Rowan Atkinson into this film? Is the real mystery. Uh, he didn't have much going on. Apparently not. <laughs> no, I think the Johnny English movie oh, came yeah. out a few years before that. Mr. Bean had wrapped up or was wrapping up. Oh no, he was doing the Bean movie. He'd just done, he must have just done a couple of Bean movies. Bean was 97. Well, the first one was anyway. Yeah. And Mr. Bean's Holiday, I think it was a couple of years later. Or was it much later? Um, he did Rat Race a year oh, before. Oh, Rat Race. Rat Race. But that was more of a cameo than... Yeah, actually. he wasn't like a big part. No. And Johnny English came out 2003, so he was just being active at the point, yeah. is really it. And to be fair, he's not really in this. Like, he's in not it, but much. he's not... Yeah, that's right. And if you want to play an extra, like maybe he was a robot the entire time. <laughs> so, you know. So stupid. It's great. Everything's great. No. Give me my unmasking. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Uh, and to prepare for the voice, um, Matthew Lillard, he, he did try screaming for, for a while just to make his voice hoarse. Mm. But when that proved to be Maybe not, not, only, not only painful, <laughs> but unreliable as well, um, he just took to imitating the voice, the, the tired voice he have after all, all, all the screaming and just imitating that voice to get, to get Shaggy's it, voice down. Once again, it's that, have you tried it's acting? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Isla Fisher's in this. She's Australian, isn't she? Yeah, she, she is, was yeah. home and away. Because right, this was filmed, actually, well, for everyone that's listening Coast, abroad, it? yeah, it's filmed in our state. Um, <laughs> what? Yes, sure, it was filmed in our state. In Queensland. <laughs> this is filmed on the Gold Coast. Sure. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. it's filmed about an hour, two hours from our house. Like, mm-hmm. it's... 
okay, may as well be on the other side of the world. It doesn't, no, <laughs> it doesn't like, matter. That's what I'm just saying. It's a local production, which is yeah, why I want to go okay, into the okay. fact that um, the place that it's filmed is one of those studios that also doubles as a theme park. And uh-huh. when they... When this movie came out, they released the Scooby-Doo Spooky Coaster, which is an indoor roller coaster in the dark. It's actually quite fun, but it's, it's been a great there roller coaster, for 18 actually. years and they haven't relabeled it. And How about it's, it's still the Scooby-Doo Coaster. And when you line up, you still have to watch music videos and clips of this film <laughs> while standing, like just waiting to go on the ride. And it's I, kind of bizarre given that they've rebranded that massive one like four times. Yeah, there was and a- And the Scooby-Doo Coaster remains. There's one of those like, what do you, how do you- Anyway, there's a roller coaster there that was originally called the Lethal Weapon. And then they relabeled it to... And then Lethal Weapon became irrelevant, so they changed it to Batman. Uh-huh. And then they relabeled it... It was the same s- coaster? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think so. Really? What they've actually done is now it's like a... It's Joker's it's like, Arkham Asylum yeah. Escape or something grab, And you can wear... Yeah, if you want to pay extra VR goggles, so you look like you're going through Arkham Asylum itself. Oh, right. While on the actual coaster, and they like shoot sounds into your ears and stuff. Right. Which I haven't done that part. I've just done the regular ride it for the price of your general admission thing. It's still a good coaster. It's fine. It's just, um, they've re- pretty much, they've slowly grabbed everything that they've ever had and made it a DC like superhero property there. Right. Except for this motherfucking Scooby-Doo thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Scooby-Doo it's just, is eternal. Yeah, it's just so dated. That, uh, yeah, it is. They've still got the Wild Wild West like River Rapids ride there too. Unless oh, they relabeled yeah. that one too. But like, I don't think they have. Yeah. It's just, it's weird that like ride or die on these two things, like <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Wild West. Like, okay, Wild Wild West with the giant mechanical spider. Someone, okay, okay, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you do you, movie world. I like Wild Wild West. <laughs> it's fun. It's I'll- silly, it's kitschy, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, That's fine. It's just like, guys, relabel it. Just Cowboys versus aliens. No, that was actually good. No, no, I'm just saying the ride's fine, but why is it still the Will Smith Wild Wild Nobody gets that. Like I get it because mm. part of what I do every couple of weeks is record a film fucking I don't know. show. Like Wild Wild West is, you know, certainly a phrase that's still used. Yeah, yeah that's true. And they can use the Will Smith song. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, the the band members of Weezer were asked if they wanted to appear in the film as actors. They all declined. <laughs> Wait, they weren't the. The band that was singing. No, Seb, that is not Weasel. I have no idea what Weasel looks like. I just assumed it was someone because like, oh. the camera like focused on them for a little bit extra. And I was like, they must be someone. And they said, no, thank you. I don't know who that is, actually. They wisely sold the rights to their to their songs for this film, but did not make an appearance or <laughs> associate themselves in any way. So wait, are they the ones that do the actual Scooby-Doo theme in this movie? I, that I don't know. Because that's the song that plays at the ride. Right. When you're on the ride. It could have been. I wouldn't be surprised if they had. Yeah. It starts off nice, Andrew. It looks like you're just in the spooky mansion from this movie, and then you just enter a pit of darkness, and that's when you climb up, and it's well, you can't see anything, and the Scooby Doo theme is just blaring and blaring, <laughs> Andrew, and you can't see the turns, and then you're just there, and there's a and oh, so it's Scooby-Doo. like the mine ride at, at Dreamworld, which did exactly the same. I thing. love the mine ride, it's not sure. There anymore, but um, speaking of dark pits, <laughs> do you want to take us through this film set? I absolutely do. <laughs> It's weirdly, it's been well. I don't press any buttons before we roll into the thing, do I? No, no. not anymore. Good. Okay. Wonderful. Scooby Doo. Circa 2020? No, 2002? There we go. They oh. all split up at the beginning. It's stupid. Oh, well, well, they catch the lunar ghost. Andrew. Oh, it's, they split up. It's stupid. So there's the lunar ghost. And effectively, it's everything that goes wrong in every episode of Scooby Doo when they go to capture the villain and then they, before they regroup and actually capture the villain. Um, there's a ghost in a, a fake ghost in a like a toy factory, effectively, or some yep. shit like that. Yeah. Scooby and and um, Shaggy are terrible at catching ghosts. Of course. Daphne's captured and being chased. Fred makes a bad trap. Velma takes a tumble and loses her glasses. It's all just the normal. Let's just get all the tropes you're know, out of the way. Or you could avoid them and actually spend time writing a no, good story. I like this. Then that wouldn't be true to Scooby Doo because <laughs> they're established that the, the, there is the pattern from the show and. It ends with at the end for this five minutes of the film. Hey, no maybe Scooby we're bad Doo, at this. No Scooby Doo episode started off with them failing. No, no, no. I mean, it it shows all the things that they would normally fail during the episode, and then lays in like, okay, maybe we were bad at this. As so a team. imagine, imagine somebody is unfamiliar with the Scooby Doo TV show. Imagine you're a, you're a kid. It's a it's, it's a movie that's aimed at kids, right? And kind and, and and Scooby Doo nostalgia as well, but. It is, it is aimed at kids. You, you're coming in. You've never seen any of the TV shows. You just know Scooby-Doo. Your parent 
you know, knows what Scooby Doo is and takes you along, but you don't know. So, what kind of an introduction is it when, <laughs> when the first time you see all these characters, Fred is screwing around and and looking and at his face up. in a mirror or something? Velma is clumsy and and falling over. Daphne is just getting caught, yeah. and Scooby and Shaggy are. are Jerking each other off, essentially. I feel like you're you're, you're describing like smooth I'm saying I'm saying it's a bad introduction to characters that you're supposed to like. I don't know because they're not doing anything that's lovable. They're not helping each other. They're not in any kind of situation. You're just thrown into the situation, and they mm. are just screwing around. When if anybody else was in that situation, they would just get out and regroup. But they're just carrying on like idiots for the sake of the plot, because we need to get, get to the end. And they just luck their way into catching this thing. That's bad. They can't be lucky. They have to be working it out. That's what the TV show was all about, them working out the mystery. The bad guys all, <laughs> for some reason, real estate developers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just like just, real life, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get properties for cheap by scaring people off or actually you know, being malicious and such, and them working through all, their, all the foils um, that the villains set up and saying, no, it was you, we worked it out, it wasn't really ghosts, we knew it wasn't ghosts because ghosts aren't real, we found you, we caught you, and now you're going to go to jail for your, for your crimes, right? That's what the, the TV show is about. This one just introduces them and they just get lucky. They just get lucky. Yeah. See, I like that it starts That's off bad. with them falling apart purely because- That's it- bad. Why are they falling apart? Because it's set after the show, eventually. Like, the shows have kind of happened. They've been doing this for years. Sure. So, introduce it that they've all drifted apart. It's been 10 years well, since their they, last mystery. That's the scene. <laughs> but they have drifted apart. Like, this is them drifting apart to then come back halfway through the film. No, they, they don't drift apart. They, they do. Break up. They do at the start of the film everything they've been doing in the TV show. And then they break up. Why do they break up? Because Fred's a dick. They didn't know that before this solving this mystery? You know, like that one friend, it's me, I'm describing myself. Um, that like they're kind of they're kind of really handsome and charming, but also they're really grating all the time. But you're just like, but they're really charming and it's fine. But then occasionally you're like, I'm just gonna punch him in the face. That's Fred. It's bad. It's a bad stuff. I think it's film. great. It gives us our fun. It gives I us our know. typical demonstration. I can see both sides. I personally like it. But I can see where Andy's coming from in that if this is your first like introduction to the property, maybe they should have shown that they're actually good at mystery solving first and <laughs> then how to fuck up. But or that they used to be, just don't mention it at all. Like they've they've drifted apart and you know, somebody sends a letter to somebody, or they all get a they all get a letter inviting them to, mm. to go and they each assume that it was the other one trying to do it, but then oh my god, no, nobody actually sent this letter when they all get to the cafe and oh well, who sent it? Why are we all together? And then you get launched into another mystery, right? Yeah. That would have been a better a better thing than them just screwing around, getting lucky, and then fighting because you know somebody wants more of the credit than than the yeah. other person, and that's it. I can't work with you anymore. That's stupid. I mean, I, I guess we'll agree to disagree just to move on, but I like that we get. That's also how most workplaces <laughs> operate, though. Yeah. <laughs> We get to unmask the lunar ghost, and then they 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 literally drew like the end of every episode in the first five minutes. Like I I, I agree to disagree, I guess, but I like that we just get all the quick okay. beats because we're not going to really get that through the film because then the film is designed. Cool, that was the five minute episode of Scooby Doo. Let's now do the other eighty five minutes of a, a movie. You know what else comes after that? So they break up. Um, and the best line. Sorry, I'll go back a little bit. Just before they break up, the best line in, in cinematic history occurs. The one that I quoted to enter the actual thing about <laughs> uh, doing a tremendous amount of teamwork. Um, that is that is peak comedy for me. And Andrew, I need you to tell me that's a really funny line. It's a good line. Of course it is. Of course it's a great line. Yeah. Um, it doesn't it, salvage the rest of the film. Oh, it though, does. <laughs> yeah. In, in isolation, it's a great line. Sure. The way that this is why I love Freddy so much because the way they've written him is he's just the worst but not in an angry way but in a Freddy slappable way but wasn't the worst like, but he is here there's no malice he was to it he's Freddy. just an innocent dickwad yes. but <laughs> Freddy was bland yes TV show Freddy was bland he wasn't a douche yeah no, I agree and they've done something different and I'm saying it's different although it depends on original TV show Freddy yes new, current like new ones he's more like this 
Like they, they give him more of a... He's, well, he's all right, if, if, if you went to a new Batman film and instead of the bat ears, he wore bunny ears. Ooh. Well, then I'm seeing the bunny man. <laughs> yeah, you've I've walked into no, the wrong I'm theater. Batman. My name is Batman and now I wear bunny ears because it's a different take. Somebody should tell your seamstresses. You can't just <laughs> change things and still call it the same thing. I think giving him character as opposed to him not having character is a, is a positive step though. Like I would be complaining about them. If you're going to develop his character, develop it around him being bland and maybe finding ways to be more engaging or be less, be less mechanical about how he goes things. Let's imagine the TV. Like the TV show, it had to expedite characters because you've only got fifteen minutes, yeah. twenty minutes to tell a story. Most of that is going to be the mystery and them just creeping around and you know interesting stuff on screen. So even doing an arc over over a season can be problematic. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it can be problematic. So it's fine that Freddy didn't change much. And for the sake of the show, he was the bland guy. Velma was the investigator. Daphne, I don't even the remember. The damsel. What. Did she get caught that often? Yeah. Well, Did she really? Not in the early well, That was the trope, wasn't it? Was the, like, and yeah. Scooby and Shaggy were the ones who lucked into stuff because they were cowardly and sneaking around and going places that the other ones weren't. Right? So we're trying to that, avoid finding shit. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, that that was all their their roles. So Freddie being boring, he just you know had the plan and he was and he was the leader and that's fine. You can still write a character that is true to that, but making him this <laughs> this himbo. He's a himbo. Yeah, yeah. Can I? And it, it doesn't it doesn't work. It. Can we go for a set exaggeration to drive a point home, please? I'd like to. I'm okay with changing things when doing it in an adaptation in some way. Um, if it's just generally for like the betterment for a project. In my case, I appreciate that they gave him a funny character as opposed to a bland character. He, no, and he my, was funny. That is true. Andrew, he was over funny. the top exaggerations coming. Like, <laughs> if you find in the middle of Harry Potter book three that JK has just put in all of Mein Kampf and you adapt that film, I would appreciate if you didn't adapt the. The 17 chapters of, I'm just saying 17, I have no idea. The, the chapters of Mein Kampf that were in the middle of the book and just maybe adapted all the wizard story around around the Hitler journal. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, is that possible? Like, it's but, like you know, I don't mind certain liberties being taken if it means we don't have to sit through. That's fine. But in that example, Seb, JK Rowling is Harry Potter. She's creating it. So if she includes Mein Kampf into that, then that becomes a part of the canon. She's creating that universe. Yeah. But doesn't mean you no, have no, no, to no, take no, it no, 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 no. For Fred to legitimately be a douche, you would have to have that source in the TV show somewhere. And he just wasn't a douche but he in the show. Have sources, is what I'm saying. Like, if he has nothing, just give him something. Otherwise, mm. why no. give him an actor? Just get a no. broom and you've got a found, on it. You've got a foundation. He's a leader. He's yeah. the one with the plan, right? And he's bland. You can build a character around those foundations and make it interesting. And his art can be to be more exciting, to be more engaging. In Mysteries Incorporated, the TV show, they kind of go what you're saying a little bit. He's the the, the focus for Fred is that he loves traps in that show. He, he's just obsessed with how to trap. Sure, he and that his, can be his arc. That maybe he <laughs> maybe instead of trying to figure out a way to use traps and be elaborate, he just simplifies things. And if the guy is there, just catch the guy. Don't think of a way to get him to go through all these traps just to mm. get to where you are right now. Just reach out and grab him. They went the way of Daphne's in love with him, but Fred can't yeah. acknowledge it because he has no idea. He's, he's literally just so focused on traps, it all goes <laughs> above his head. Like That's he's such a '90s trope. For but that's sure. the thing is, he's like, I, I just love my car so much. And he's like, what about this hot chick? He's like, what hot chick? Like, he's not ignoring her. He just doesn't register her because he's so focused on this other thing. Yeah. I can't believe that either. Yeah. It's, yeah. So we're into the minute and, six and it's fun, and, and, and it's fun to play. It's, it's fun to, for a real life couple to play off each other like that. I get that. Mm. I'm sure behind the scenes, it was a fantastic you know, a fantastic production. Everybody had, everybody had fun I think doing they are, it. Actually, yeah, it's just bad. Interesting. Um, so minute six in this movie, Andrew. Well, <laughs> minute six to eighty six is all the same essentially. Um, so they all break off. Um, we, we meet with Scooby and Shaggy, and they're on a beach making you know Van life some horrible, horrible food because they eat just the worst stuff in this film. I don't know, man. I'd I'd go an eggplant burger with chocolate sauce. <laughs> it's just all terrible. <laughs> anyway. Um, and they receive an invite to go to Spooky Island. They go to the airport, the whole gang's there, and it's all this like, oh, okay, let's not talk because we're still kind of pissed at each other. 
but they've all been asked to come and help solve this mystery. And the movie, well, I mean, we'll, I'm not going to skip ahead too much, but effectively it's about them trying to do it individually and coming to the realization that they need to work together. It's that we're not reinventing the wheel here. Sure. It's yeah. what it should be for a story about a team that breaks up and get back, gets back together. They, they tell that. Um, they get to the island and it's owned by, oh God, how do I say his name? It's Mondavarius. Mondavarius. And it's definitely not mononucleosis. <laughs> um, played by Rowan Atkinson. And he's the the owner of the island. And the problem that he's having is that all these people are coming. Oh, so Spook Island, sorry. It's a constant Halloween themed resort with like sure. tiki themes, but also with like monsters and costumes. And you just pretty much go there and you get drunk and you stay in the apartments and you go to the beach and stuff. It's just a beach resort sort of thing. Anyway. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> good idea it's for a place check it out. <laughs> so... His concern is that all these kids, kids, teenagers and young adults come to his, his beach island and they're all like, yeah, loving it and full of life and everything. But when they leave, they're, they're just a little bit weird. And he's just concerned because everyone's leaving really like militant and straight laced. And yeah, it is just like, it's, I don't know what's happening, but these people are coming in fun loving and they're leaving like soul sucked. And I don't, I need your help. And that's kind of the, the premise for the entire film. Like, um, oh, where do we go from there? I guess like they sp- split up and look for clues. Yeah, they just straight away, they're like, I'm going to solve it. No, I'm going to solve it. No, I'm going to solve it. And away they go. Yeah. They end up being caught in this trap or am I confusing it with the second one? Uh, they, I they, think that is, yeah. No, they they, they do go down They get caught in traps in both Blair. films. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, no, of, of course they do. Yeah. Well, big reveal. Oh no! They on the way there, they pick up Scrappy Doo, or um, I can't the, even remember. He's, no, he, no. he's in and out of the film so quickly. So he's in, yeah, twice. So no, but but at the start, he's he's with them or Scooby. I can't no, even no, remember. Scrappy, he's, he's, Scrappy like it doesn't show up. There's like a flashback scene yeah. somewhere, isn't there? Velma's telling a story to oh, a, it's a guy flashback. At yeah, a bar. I got I completely zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we find out that Velma's telling a story to a guy at a bar that they used to be another member of the group, which was Scrappy Doo. We, right. we we see it and. Effectively, he was just, he was the energetic pup that he was from the cartoon, except he was also literally pissing on Daphne. Scrappy Doo never pissed on anybody. I said he was different. But yeah, he was, well, yeah, look, it's we've, different. Ret, we've retconned that canon. <laughs> Scrappy Doo pisses on people now. It's just the world we have to live in. And then Scooby Doo, his uncle, effectively. Yep. Apparently. Yeah. Is okay with them kicking <laughs> this Scrappy Doo kid. Out in the middle of nowhere from the van and just leaving him to die essentially now, because he pissed on somebody. I know we're gonna see differently, which he never did on this, Andrew. I saw I, it with my own eyes. He done it. I get this. You liked Scrappy Doo, and uh, well, I, ha- I have a soft spot for Scrappy Doo. When when I grew up, I uh, was sent tapes from my cousins in Poland uh, of the Scooby Doo show dubbed with the with the Polish dub, and usually. I'm sure it's the same with Italian stuff. Usually when they dub stuff, it's just one voice reading all the lines. So male, female, old, young. It's just one one guy just essentially reading out the script <laughs> along with the film. Scooby-Doo, it actually had voice actors. And I have a soft spot for the, for the voice of Scrappy-Doo in Polish. I liked it. Hmm. Um, Andrew and I were talking about this at the end of last recording and I, I pulled up um, Scooby and Scrappy-Doo Polish on YouTube just to hear it. Yeah. And I will say... His voice in the Polish dub is fucking great. <laughs> it's really annoying in the English version. Like he, he's, yeah. it kills me. Um, but in the Polish version, he, he sounds like a, a like a, a weathered sailor. Like he sounds old and like he's got grizzled experience under him. Um, but yeah, in the um, in the English version, he's so annoying. Like I think it's like the yeah. Ewoks. Honestly, it depends on yeah. what age you were mm. when you watch them. You either love them or you hate them. I'm unfortunately in the hate them thing, which is <laughs> I mean good for this movie because this movie kind of is like it's designed around that generation of people that didn't like Scrappy because yeah. he's the yeah you know, anyway. So he marks his territory on Daphne in the flashback, and they're like, "Yeah, you're out of the gang," and they just leave him on the side <laughs> of the road in the desert, which kind of justifies his actions later on in the film, I guess. As a, a bit sketch, of a as a sketch, that is funny. But in the universe of the film and carrying on with that, it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah. the dog's been released around us. Just in time for the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> they should have really been on mic the whole time just for the relevancy. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good. Somebody that thought ahead would have planned that. <laughs> Bonnie, how do you feel about Scrappy-Doo? 
Oh, fantastic. Bonnie hates Scrappy Doo. Um, so um, they all go separately, or no, you know, separately, but originally together, I guess. No, whatever, to the spooky mansion on the thing. Yeah, and they, well, I think they go separately, but like everyone had the same idea. Yeah, and they all end up there. And they find in the mansion a secret, like, schoolroom, I'm going to call it for lack of a better term. Mm, that's like well, a studio kind of thing. Yeah, where we will later kind of piece together. So the monsters in this film possess people. That must be where they got the idea for the Dharma Initiative in Lost. That's exactly <laughs> it. The monsters- well, they, they suck out their souls. Yeah, and then they go into the person's body. <laughs> and just and deposit it into this cauldron <laughs> of souls. The- They've designed um, sort of an educational tape for them to watch to teach them how to interact as people, which sets up, explains the reason as to why everyone was leaving so rigid and things. It's actually monsters leaving in, yes, you know, human shells, and they've been taught how to act as young kids properly. I am going to play a clip for us <laughs> because I've got a on YouTube that scene of the, the, the tape that you can hear the monsters oh. being taught how to talk and how not to talk. Because yeah. this is like, this is God tier humor for me. <laughs> um, I haven't, I'm going to press play, but I don't bear with me because I need to make sure my laptop's connected up sound wise. So let's try this. That's not working. Uh, why did you think you could do anything right, Seb? <laughs> we can't hear it? Nope. Uh, Link in the show notes. I guess I'm going to have to. I feel like I should just be able to press play and it should just work. Why would that not happen? One more try. One more try, guys. Nope, it's coming out of the laptop. I don't know. Well, too bad. Link in the show notes. (laughs) It should just work. That's not Mm, not how technology works. (laughs) You know what? We're going to pencil this because I'm going to sneak around while we're talking and make this work. We were coming back to the scene, guys. Mark my words. Can't wait. Somebody, somebody, somebody fill. You can't finish the episode though. I have to to do this. Um, They discovered the secret lab is pretty much where we were. They have a... They have a swap around, a little funny scene where all the souls get jumbled Uh, around. around, All the the mystery ink souls get sucked out and they try and find the original owners and we have mm. a hilarious scene of everybody acting as everybody else. That's pretty funny. Again, I'm sure behind the scenes they had a lot of fun. Mm. Right? I'm sure the whole production was a riot to do. It's just such a not Scooby-Doo story. Mm. Like the mystery isn't even really much of a mystery. Yeah, yeah I guess not. And, I mean, go- yeah. and ghosts were never real on the show. That was the whole point. That yes. For, mm. for kids, all these horrible things that you can imagine, monsters behind your, your, your door or under your bed or ghosts or vampires and things, mm. none of those are real. It's always somebody trying to, you know. Guy in a suit. Yeah, it's always somebody trying to use that to trick you into something, you know, because you've got something that they that they want. Right. I agree 100% with right. the idea of and then being this real is annoying. And then the movie says, oh, souls are real, by the way, and we can suck them out through some thing. And- Scooby d- discovered that heaven and hell are real <laughs> and he's going to keep that secret with him like, like Indy did. Um, it's bad. It's just bad. Uh, no, I, I, my preference would be that it was also a, a person in a mask because that's the thing and having it be real turns it from an episode of Scooby-Doo into an episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Another thing I watched in preparation for this episode. Um, I have the clip ready. And that's uh, great. The, the the Supernatural Scooby-Doo crossover mm. is terrific. Yep. Guys, I'm going to play the clips. So this is the 40 and that's, seconds. And that's the right way to do it because you've got Dean and Sam who are definitely not kids and are not screwing around with it. They know monsters are real going up against the Mystery Inc. gang who are very naive when it comes yeah. to this stuff. And no, no, it's always just uh, it's always just a guy in a suit because that's what the TV show universe yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> and no, it's not. It's really not. The monsters are real. Clip time. Let's so go. This is the video, the audio of the, the lessons the monsters go through in order to, to learn how to properly interact as people. And it's fucking bullshit and I love it. Now that you're a young adult, you'll need to learn societal do's and don'ts. Interaction between young people is polite and casual. Hey, sorry, bro. I will crush your bones into dust. <laughs> Let's 
see how the situation should be handled. Remember, today's young people have a language all their own. Sorry, bro. No big whoop, dog. Yo, did you catch that new vid on the box? True that. I'm up to stiznuff on all popular trends. Word. You're Word. welcome. <laughs> that was the second runner for my quote, that entire scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so they steal like this artifact, right? Yeah. The Damon Ritus, for some reason, Velma's that smart that you can just read this ancient dead language thing. Yeah, from she Velma, I buy that. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Of course she can do that because she reads books. She reads all the demon books. Yeah, she would, she would just know. Yes, that's fine. No, no, that's I've, fine. I have that's, no issue with no them streamrolling and just getting by. And like, they found the mystic. They found the fucking lament configuration or whatever it's called from Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, and God, that, that prompt looks similar, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just a triangle <laughs> rather than a yeah, sorry yeah. A pyramid rather than a thing. Anyway, um, that triggers the monsters to then kind of push forth their plan. They bust off. They, they you know rip through the actual hotel and they kidnap a bunch of people, including Fred. And Daphne and Velma. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, no, Daphne doesn't get taken yet. No, no. They get Velma oh, and Fred. Yeah, yeah. That's right. She has Did the fight with the big muscle man. That's, no, that's at the end. Is it? They, they, Daphne's fine. Anyway, and they hook, they grab the Isla Fisher's character who Shaggy's been having an on and off thing with in this movie. And Mary Jane. Mary Jane, that's do you like get it? That's my favorite name. <laughs> Good shit. They... The four of them is in Scooby, Scrappy, sorry, Scooby, Shaggy, Daphne, and Mary Jane escape. They call the Coast Guard for help. The Coast Guard is seemingly a monster because he gets the report for help and then just hangs up and laughs at them. <laughs> and it's a really weird shot. Too. Very creepy. Anyway, <laughs> um, they wake up the next morning and the whole wrecked hotel and everything is every, everything's repaired. And then they're a bit unsure about what's happened. And they find Fred and he's talking like a person in that clip we just played was. <laughs> um, doesn't seem to really know who they are. What up, dog? Yeah. And uh, dog. Oh. <laughs> it's like my dogs need to bark at that exact moment. Anyway. Um, effectively, then it's kind of like the gambit to get their friends back because they work mm. out that their friends aren't their friends. They're pretty sure that they're monsters. Mm -hmm. Could I just please do take a moment to... to Enjoy this picture. Seb, you are a fan of Scooby-Doo and you have said that you really enjoyed this film and, and already would, would recommend it. And I can't help but notice that you're talking about the film with the kind of enthusiasm I approached mopping the floor with. <laughs> yeah. There's a chase. Like, it's hard. It's, there's an action scene. Like, it's just like it, they ride in buggies. Like, a, you know, this isn't the... You know what I mean? It's fine. Looks fun. But... Yeah, sure. Not really much to say. That's what the whole film is. It's just a no. series of stuff happening. At, at, at no moment are you ever excited by what's going on or, or feel any sort of tension. It's just a series of events of people going from place to place. Nah. <laughs> That's kind of true. But at the same time, like, I don't know, sometimes that just makes like makes it really easy to watch. <laughs> so like as like because it's but not like it's not like there's no story there. It's just, you're right though. Like there's no sort of real big like hooks or anything like that. Like it all just kind of goes along from scene to scene. But it's not like I don't know. I don't like I didn't really notice that until you've now pointed it out. <laughs> Thanks it, for ruining Scooby. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> good job, Andrew. <laughs> um, Daphne gets taken as well. Um, in the midst of all that. So it's kind of down to Scooby and Shaggy, which is going to be a trend, I guess, in next movie as well, mm. um, where it comes down to the two most useless characters <laughs> um, to fix it all. Um, Scooby gets kidnapped and he finds out he's going to be a sacrifice. He's an idiot, does no idea what that means, but he thinks it means he gets pampered in Scooby sacks, so he's pretty chill with it. <laughs> um, Shaggy ends up going on his own little solo quest and he finds where all these souls are being kept and frees specifically just his three friends <laughs> and not the other hundreds of souls that have been captured, which I think is very funny. Well, yeah, who knows where their bodies are, really? True. Yep. I like how he, he picks up the soul of someone else when going for one of his friends and realizes it's the wrong person and then puts them back into the into the <laughs> chalice. Yeah, it's, good, it's good stuff there. Sorry. Um, and yep, Mystery Inc's now back together. 
They sneak back into the lair, set up a trap, which of course goes wrong in the climax of the film because Fred is useless. Common character. Isn't it great? Um, Nothing if not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so they find out part of the, the, this ritual going on that requires the, a, a pure soul to be taken. They Belmore works out it's Scooby's soul. That's why they brought them to the island. They get there. They interrupt the ritual as it's going on. Um, it's revealed that Mr. Monteverius is the bad guy. The only other character in this oh, film. Oh, no. Yep. Um, but, oh, wait, it wasn't him. Andrew, would you like to feel what happens next? I feel like you've got more investment in this <laughs> in this character coming up. <laughs> they demask Mondavarius because, of course, they do. Yep. Only to find a robot endoskeleton underneath. It's Johnny Five. With some chattering <laughs> teeth. And, oh, I guess it was a robot after all. Wait, that doesn't make sense. That means there's another bad guy. And just at that moment... There's some alien-esque chest explosion right out of Men in Black where we see the thing open up and inside the robot we find it's being controlled by Scrappy-Doo. He's like, hey, it's me, motherfucker. Because of course it's Scrappy-Doo because he was an evil mastermind on the TV show, wasn't he? Jordan, did you say he wanted to poor? No, but I should have. God <laughs> sorry, damn it. sorry, Andrew. <laughs> no, I, I, I just remember from the TV show. Every single episode, it was the team thwarting his megalomaniac tendencies of taking over the world, a la Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, I remember that. I remember that happening every single episode. Well, maybe not every single episode, but most of them, right? Yeah. Because that's what Scrappy Doo was <laughs> doing. That was his role in the TV show: was to be the foil, the internal foil for the Mystery Inc. team. In trying to take over the world, I by mean, like sucking everybody's soul and <laughs> inserting it into some, you know, Iron Man self-made, you know, power generator that he can, he already can take people's souls. Why does he need a machine that makes him even more powerful? He's got the power to take people's souls. And why is Scrappy do evil? Because they okay. kicked him out and they left him in the desert. Yo, why did they do that? I will he say, pissed on Luffy. <laughs> Several times, apparently. Um, I'm sure they took him to obedience classes and it probably just didn't work out. They had no other choice. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how many dogs are um, sent for adoption You know, merely months after Christmas Day, Andrew. Um, I mean, Scrappy Doo's, I mean, his purpose in the team was sort of to fuck up their plans anyway. I mean, like, you made a joke, but, like... He was there to ruin whatever they were doing. Like that, his whole thing was that he would get in over his head and do the. He was thing. exuberant. He wasn't evil. <laughs> he was annoying, and annoying is the same thing as evil in my books. Um, so this is my least favorite part of the movie, only because it looks fucking terrible, and it's the yeah. climax of the film. But Scrappy, filled with all the souls, grows into some horrible monster. The team kind of breaks up and has their own individual fights, which are mostly fine. Um, Daphne has a really good fight against like this big masked like luchador uh, style mm. wrestler. That's good shit. Like it's all fine. The Scrappy Doo stuff visually is just. Scrappy-Doo and the monsters are trash. Scooby-Doo's a different level of trash, but acceptable because he's there the entire time. You just get used to him. Yeah. But every time anything else CGI rocks with this film, you're just like, oh, do you want to you redo that one? Do you want to <laughs> yeah. take that one again? You don't want to use a cut, literally just use a cardboard cutout. It would look better. At least yeah. I know it's in the room with them. <laughs> um, they foil him. It's all good. They beat him up. He's now tiny and scrappy and he's annoyed. They do the general, like, talk to the press thing. Yeah, we saved it, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Mr. Monteverius was captured two years ago and hidden under the cave, and he was put there by Scrappy. Oh, yeah, right? that's right. Yep. The real mononucleosis. That's the one. <laughs> and the Mr. Ink's back together. I don't feel like I missed much in that. I mean, it was like a, big, it was a fight scene climax. It's the same in every movie, except this yeah. one looked bad. Anything else? Yep. Any other scenes that I missed, though, that were important to you guys? I feel I like I skipped the voodoo boy. Oh, uh, yeah. But also we're running late, so I don't want to go back to the voodoo guy. He's not insanely important. He's pretty funny. He was just there as a red herring because they had, it was there was three... Who were there three people that they suspected? It was like the henchman, which, I mean, they were half right. It was the henchman. The henchman man, the voodoo man. And, and Monteverius himself. Yeah. yeah. And Fred was as stupid as he was. As he was. I mean... He was right. It was Monteverius. <laughs> so you can criticize this take all you want, Andrew, but technically he was ahead of his game. Sure. Smartest man on the team. <laughs> Actually might be the smartest man on the team. I don't think there's any doubting that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, good to roll into verdicts for this one. And then we oh, then, then we have the pleasure of, after all this, starting the next one. Isn't it great? Great. Oh. 
I'm going to go last because we already know what I'm saying. Yeah, don't bother. It's <laughs> it's not it does it doesn't hold a candle to uh, to the original TV series. If you liked Scooby Doo and uh, the animated series, just watch that. It's it's available now. I'm sure in, in many places. If you don't have your own your own copies, um, because the film just is not a good story of the, of the Mystery Inc. gang doing anything relevant at all. They flip around some of the characters. I don't know if that was intentionally done to bring in a new audience or to avoid some sort of uh, copywriting issue, although it's all Hanna-Barbera anyway. Yeah, right. Warner Brothers, so I wouldn't imagine that's the case. Or, But maybe there was some rights issue where they had to make a few changes. Films can be funny that way. But the changes they did make uh, to the characters just didn't work Everything, everything landed flat. It's a bad story. There are some good jokes in it. That's that's true. There are some good scenes in Seriously, it. Seriously, Freddy, so funny in this film. Yeah. Whether you like the change or not, he's funny. Yeah, but a compilation of his one-liners would be more entertaining than sitting through the whole film because mm. it is it is you know, mostly rubbish. Mm. Uh, the CGI is not great either. Like, there's nothing about the film that makes you go, okay, forget everything else. This one thing redeems it because it's just so good. There's none of that. It's The acting is fine from everybody. There's, nobody gives in a bad performance. It's just a bad story. It's a bad situation for the gang to be in. Two thumbs down. Oof. Oof. As far down as they'll go. Right <laughs> under your feet. As long as Jordan gives one thumb up, <laughs> we can salvage this. <laughs> uh, look, I like I have no personal affinity for the Scooby Doo property, so like anything that's different in the film based off the original series doesn't really bother me, and I guess I also don't really notice it. Like for me, I think it's just a really really fun movie. Like it's not it, by no means like if you're going into it expecting like cinematic perfection, you're going to be disappointed, but. It's just a fun hour and a half. Like it's funny. I think all the character performances are really good. Whether they're representative of what the character should be or not, I think the character they presented in the movies for each of them is really good. And it's it's just yeah, it's a really fun, easy movie to watch. If you just need something like really simple to digest, I would highly recommend it. If you after something that's directed at children, it's a good one. Like I've watched it several times before, just because it's an enjoyable film. But obviously, if you're pretty deep into your Scooby-Doo fandom, <laughs> doesn't sound like it's going to be for you. But no, I'm I'm not even that strong a Scooby-Doo fan. Mm. But I would I would like to think that if you're going to make an adaptation, at least be true to the source sure. material, right? Because if you're changing that, then all you're doing is really taking the name and pinching all the nostalgia yeah. that everybody has for it and cashing in on it. And that's, that's fair not, That's not right. Twelve thumbs up. <laughs> fuck, your, fuck your scoreboard. No. Um, yeah, I love this film. Um, what I will say, it's weird, weird to put this film over by putting something else over. Watch the cartoon I've been talking about. If you like Scooby Doo and you're wanting to dip back into it in any way, like if this if this podcast has somehow triggered you a little nostalgia sense and you, just, you want to do it, watch Scooby Doo Mysteries Incorporated. It's at least in Australian dollars, I paid six dollars a season for it on net. Oh, sorry, on um on YouTube, so twelve dollars because it's only two seasons long, and it is episodic. It tells a lot. Sorry, a, a progressive story throughout the entire two seasons. It's the one story told long form. The characters change and grow. They 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 no one finishes where they started. Even by like five episodes in, the characters are slightly different to where they are. It doesn't do that whole typical hard reset. You know, it's an animated property thing. And you'll get really decent long-term booking. From, <laughs> I hate saying that um, from it. Um, this movie, though, really good. It's just an, it's an hour and a half. You get what you get. There's not really time for the characters to do much in terms of internal growth. Next film kind of focuses more on trying to give some of these characters an arc with Scrappy mm-hmm. and uh, sorry, Scrappy, Scooby Shaggy. and Shaggy. And we'll talk about if that, whether that's successful or not next week, I guess. But for this film, I think it does what it does really well. Um, and it turned the most boring character in the franchise into the funniest one for me. So I can't complain. For me, that's a, that's a, that's two hundred percent success on Fred. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just enjoyable. It just looks like shit. That's what they, it, it looked bad then. It looks bad now. It's the one thing I can't get away from is just how yeah 
like when the monsters come, I'm taken out of the movie because it's just it's that bad. Like I, I know, and I know it's that whole thing. Like I'm it's, starting a Twitter like a Twitter petition. We need a Scooby Doo remastered. Oh, I would fucking <laughs> love that so much. And I, I stand by if this exact film came out like script and everything today, I think it would be fucking amazing. Like I I think it was just the fact of when it came out, it was it was playing a little bit too weirdly highbrow for this film. Yeah, for when maybe. it came out, what? Honestly, I think this movie's too smart for 2002. I'm not, no. I'm, I'm not saying that as a joke. And this isn't a, I'm not trying to like, no. I'm trying to go into a fight. I'm like, legitimately, this film is a bit more clever than it should have been. I think this film actually tried well, I feel too like hard. the second one leans more heavily into like, like just lowbrow humor, really. Yes, 100%. Whereas like this one doesn't rely too heavily on it. Like a lot of it is pretty like, actually like witty. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Andrew's giving me a, it's a side eye. It's 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 hasteful side eye. <laughs> Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jordan MSPP. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Now, full disclosure: Trump just got COVID, so there's not many, there's not much tasteful things coming out of my Facebook, my, <laughs> my Twitter right now. So be warned. I was hoping that I'd be able to like multiple times retweet the GIF of those South African people dancing with the coffin, but I'm I can waiting. only retweet it once. Oh, what a pity! I, I'll retweet it and you retweet me. Will that that might work. work. We yeah, can try that. Yeah, we'll go. Um, Follow us. Wait, no, you've done that. Fa- no, <laughs> Facebook, no, website, secondtakepodcast.com. Um, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash second take. Is that it? I feel like I've skipped something. doesn't really I matter. I think we have an email address. Thank you. Secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. There we go. All right. Well, I re- I took over the goodbye horses outro with the um. Send your best clip. Trump COVID <laughs> memes to the email <laughs> inbox, please. And we'll catch you next Monday for Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Woo. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.